This episode of Never Not Knitting is brought to you by Dancing You Yarns. You can find the link for Dancing You Yarns shop at nevernotknitting.com. Hi, this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting podcast. everyone. Thanks for joining me. And thanks to all who have contacted me or joined the Ravelry group recently. I'm always so excited to hear from you, so thank you. Well, I hope that all of you have had a great couple of weeks. The last few weeks have been good for me and also super busy. I felt bad because I haven't been posting to my blog as much as I usually do lately because I've just been literally buried in work knitting. I've been knitting swatch after swatch for my test knitting slash design consultant job and thoroughly absorbed by two new personal design projects. All of these things I'm not really allowed to share on the blog, so that's why things have been quiet lately. Even though I've been really busy, I was, however, able to eke out some personal knitting time over the past few weeks and complete a sweater for myself. Um, yeah, I knit a lot, okay? I finally got around to knitting the pattern Liesel by Yasolda Teague. You've heard me mention the pattern before. I've fantasized about knitting this thing for some time now. And wow, am I so glad that I did. This pattern was great. This is the second design I've knit by Yasolda. I knit her mousy pattern a few weeks ago, and I really love her pattern style. The pattern instructions are presented in graphs, and it's really easy to keep track of where you are. And she's just a super duper talented designer, and I really am attracted to her style. Something that was really nice about knitting up this pattern is that it was one of the quickest sweater patterns that I've ever knit. If I worked on it every day, it could easily have been finished in a week or less, five days. I don't know, it was just really, really quick. It's knit up on size 10 and a half needles, so that definitely helps. And also, the cool thing about this pattern is that there's so many variations available. You can make the cardigan in anything from a worsted to chunky weight yarn, and also there's options for you to make a wide or a high neckline. Um, You can change the sleeve lengths. You could do like a cap sleeved or a long sleeve version. And also you can change the length of the sweater for an entirely different look. You can do a cropped bolero style liesel or a full length. Also she offers options for button with buttonhole closures or in one picture she shows it with a ribbon tie closure as well as a pico edging or a non-pico edge. So you can really make the sweater look different depending on which of these options you choose. I was talking to a fellow Raveler about this pattern and she was saying that this pattern was so versatile that she could see making one for herself for every season and I completely agree. You could make a short-sleeved cropped liesel out of cotton or silk for spring or summer and a long-sleeve full-length version out of alpaca or wool for the cooler months. It would be the same pattern, 
but you can make it look so different. I really like all these options that this pattern provides and it's really fun to search through all the different versions of it on Ravelry because it's fun to see what pattern options each knitter has chosen for themselves. For my version, I chose a full length, wide neck, three quarter length sleeve liesel with buttons. The liesel that I made actually looks quite similar to the version that Isolde is wearing in the pattern pictures. I liked the style, it just seemed the most wearable for me. Okay, so you know how I always talk about how I don't want to make any more green sweaters for myself? Well, for this sweater I used Rowan Summer Tweed and it's not green. It's light olive and I'm pretty sure that that doesn't count. The color on the label is actually named Rush and that doesn't even sound green and it has little flecks of brown and white in it so yeah this um so yeah it's totally not green okay and since i'm on the subject of rowan summer tweed it would make perfect sense for me too bring on the product reviews so the reason i decided to go with summer tweed for this pattern is because it's a silk cotton blend perfect for a nice light springtime garment. I don't own any springy light sweaters. All of my sweaters are wool or wool blends and actually I only have one knitted garment that I can use in the spring or summer and that's my Giselle top. But it's exactly that, a top, not a layering piece and you know how tops go. You can't exactly wear them as much as you can your favorite cardigan without feeling like a homeless person who needs to be taken shopping. A good versatile cardigan can be worn with jeans, a skirt, over a dress. You can wear it with all sorts of different outfits and it can be more like an outfit accessory rather than an outfit staple like a knitted top, like my Giselle top. So you can see where I'm coming from here. I didn't just want a new springtime hand-knit sweater, I needed one. Yeah. And I'm glad that I chose green, um, um, I mean olive, light, light olive, because it's my color and everything I own is in that shade, so it'll just match with everything in my wardrobe. The liesel that I made really came out great in this yarn. It's lightweight, soft, and definitely has that summery feel and look to it. Since it's an all-over feather and fan lace pattern, it's not exactly the type of sweater you're going to wear in the dead of winter. So I think that the nice cotton silk blend of the summer tweed really lends to this design. I know that this pattern says that you can use a chunky wool, but to me that would be a little bit like making yourself a chunky wool tank top for summer. You know what I mean? Why? Rowan Summer Tweed is a unique yarn because it's one of the few tweeds out on the market that has absolutely no wool content. This is ideal for those who love the look of tweed but are allergic or sensitive to wool fibers. It's a two-ply yarn, Aran weight, with 118 yards per 50 gram skein. I'm very pleased with the fabric that this yarn creates, but as with any yarn made up of silk and cotton, such as this, which is a 70% silk, 30% cotton blend, it pretty much has no give. 
So don't go into it expecting the bounce and spring of wool. These fibers just don't work that way. The fact that it's a stiff yarn though didn't really bother me in this pattern. Because you knit this yarn on such large needles, size 10 and a half, I didn't really notice the stiffness that much. The texture of this yarn is nice and natural feeling, kind of like raw silk. It's textury, nubby, I love the little flecks and the depths of color throughout the skeins. It's really pretty. This yarn comes in great colors and there's also tons of pattern support for Rowan Summer Tweed. There are about a million awesome patterns designed by Kim Hargreaves. Tons upon tons of cute cardigans, pullovers, tank tops. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can check it out. I was also looking through the Ravelry Projects page for this yarn, and there's some beautiful knitted pieces for women, men, and children using the summer tweed. Two patterns on Ravelry that I thought looked particularly nice worked up in this yarn was the Bianca's Jacket by Michelle Rose Orne, and also the Sunrise Circle Jacket by Kate Gilbert. Both of these patterns were published in Interweave Knits, and I liked both of them a lot when I saw them. But now seeing these versions on Ravelry out of Summer Tweed, now I like them even more. The Bianca's Jacket is a little loose-fitting cardigan with some pretty stitch detail around the yoke. And the yarn that it calls for is actually similar to the Rowan Summer Tweed. It's a silk that's kind of heathered looking, but it's been discontinued. So it looks like Rowan Summer Tweed would be a great substitution for this pattern. As for the Sunrise Circle Jacket, that pattern is really cool. It's a cardigan of sorts, but more like a jacket style. But the interesting thing is both sweater fronts are in a semicircle shape and one side is overlapping the other side and it's hard to explain, but it's a really interesting design. This pattern also calls for a tweed yarn, so I can see why the summer tweed lended itself so well to this design. Both of these patterns were published in, in the Interweave magazine, but are available for download as individual patterns. I'm totally inspired and now I want more. It's really bad. So about the care instructions. This is a hand-washed yarn that washes very well, surprisingly well. Some knitters on Ravelry have said that it softens more and more with each wash, and I can definitely see how this could be the case. I washed my swatch by hand according to the label instructions, and it softened. Then I decided to throw caution to the wind, and I boldly flung my swatch into the washing machine, closed the door, and waited to see what would happen. I have one of those front loader machines, the kind that locks you out once the water starts running and then you can't get back in until the cycle is done. So it was a little frightening. I wondered what would happen. Would the Rowan Summer Tweed be in shreds by the time I got it back out? I nervously waited. and well, well, nothing happened to it. It looked exactly the same, but it was softer. So I'm excited about this, a sweater that will wear nicely. 
When you put money and time into a sweater, you want it to look good and last for a long time. And I'm feeling confident that Liesl will be such a sweater. So just like the last few months, I have a new drawing to announce. Everyone who leaves a comment under the show notes for episode 16 will be entered to win five skeins of Rowan Summer Tweed from Dancing You Yarns. Now remember, it took me four skeins to knit Liesl, so five is a good amount. If you're knitting a smaller size, that'll give you an entire sweater. The winner gets to choose the color, so before you comment, go ahead and check out the colors on the Dancing You site, and please tell me in your comment which one is your favorite. You'll find a link to Dancing You Yarn Shop on my blog. And just as a friendly reminder, please leave your comment under the show notes for episode 16. In the past, listeners have emailed me comments, left them in the Ravelry group, or on a different post on the blog, and I've always entered all of them, but last drawing there were nearly a hundred entries, and it just got super confusing. So if you can, please leave all of your comments in one place, under the show notes for episode 16. It will make it so much easier on me, and also it will ensure that I don't forget to enter you in the drawing. If you don't know how or can't figure out how to leave a comment on the blog to enter, just contact me and I'll be happy to help you out with it. One of the commenters will be chosen at random and I will be announcing the winner on the next podcast episode. So you have until April 14th to enter. Also, Rowan Summer Tweed is going to be the sale yarn for the entire month of April on Dancing U's site. It will be 20% off with free shipping and this offer is available only to the listeners of this podcast. So if you'd like to give it a try, be sure to enter the Never Not Knitting code NNK1 in the checkout process. Of course, you will be able to find all this information in this episode's show notes in case you forget. This episode, I'm pleased to share another knitting story from a listener, and this time the story is from Zenitz, a fellow podcaster. Zenitz is knitting obsessed and podcasts all about it on the Knit Obsession podcast. I'll be putting a link to the podcast as well as her Ravelry page in the show notes of this episode. But for now, I'd like to present her story. The story of... Circular Struggles I had forgotten about the first time I used circular needles. In fact, it was Alana's recounting of finding a cheap alternative needle that came in packs of five that made me remember my first attempt of knitting in the round. It was my first year of really knitting. I was living in France in a town roughly the size of the student population where I went to undergrad. Completely by chance, I was living with another American who was also a beginner knitter and a crafty type. With my new friend as my crafty companion, I did more garter stitch and finally taught myself to purl. So when my knitting friend from home came to visit, I was thrilled that she brought a book with basic knitting patterns. 
I was ready to knit something new. I settled on knitting a hat, and by the time she had left, I had made my first hat knit flat on straight needles. Now, my crafty companion knew that you could knit in the round, thus avoiding seaming, and she happened to have a pair of circular needles with her. Although the concept of knitting in the round was foreign, I had to admit that my seams were on the bumpy side, so it seemed like it was worth a try. So I cast on for my first hat knit in the round. It was harder to cast on with circular needles. I had trouble navigating around the large tips on the ends of the needles. It was like there were shorter, larger needles over the needles. I wasn't sure why they were there, but I had never used circular needles before, so I kept going. The only problem was that the number of stitches I would normally cast on weren't enough. Obviously, there was some way to shorten the cord that I was missing. I took a closer look at the needles and fiddled with the joins, trying to find a button or a way of twisting the cord that would release it and let me shorten the length. After a while, it became apparent that there wasn't a release mechanism, which if you asked me, is silly considering you might need a shorter cord. Not to worry, I just cast on more stitches. Enough stitches to make it all the way around the cord without needing to be stretched too much. Then I started knitting. After a few rows I'd mastered the art of knitting a stitch along the larger needle at the tips and then tightening it along the smaller part of the needle. At some point, my crafty companion noticed the way I was knitting and helped me out by removing the additional needle tips. You know, the kind you put on the end of your needles to make sure your knitting doesn't fall off. With those out of the way, I made steady progress, working round and round. I would have been happy with my progress had the hat not seemed maybe just a little bit on the large side. I was knitting for a roommate with a rather large head, but the hat still seemed a little excessive. After five inches or so were knit, I thought it might be best for him to try it on. Before he even put it on his head, he commented that it looked way too big. And as he thought, even with his large head, I had a good four inches of extra room. I decided then to go back to what I knew best. I took the knitting off the needles and ripped it all out. Then, with my trusty straight needles, I cast on and knit the hat the way I knew how. Though we had our problems, together we solved them. That's why I'm running back, running back to you. Thanks, Zenits, for sharing your story with the podcast. You'll be happy to know that since Zenits has worked through her circular needle issues and has produced some really beautiful knitted items that you can find by checking out her Ravelry page. If any of you listening have a story that you'd like to share on the podcast, please email me. I'm always looking for more stories. 
The show notes for this episode can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. I'm also over on Ravelry as Never Not Knitting, and if you'd like to contact me by email, my email address is nevernotknitting at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. She won't even do the dishes. The house plants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care Never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. I don't know about her. She used to be such a sweet girl, but now she doesn't knit. Nobody has clean laundry. No pants. No shirts. No underwear. But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yarn in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry It's even in the washer and dryer That's why she can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. I'm filing for divorce. She just won't stop her stitching, and the neighbors say it's really getting bad. She's taking pictures of socks again. Oh, poor girl. The house is burning up in flames. Call 911. Her husband says, "Get up, let's go." But she can't set down her project She says Just let me finish up this row She's never not knitting And it's making her husband mad Her husband mad She just won't stop her stitching And, well, she's losing all she had